0: Hey, I'm Todd, coming to you from the uh, Sports and Spirituality Library mobile library today outside, and it is such a beautiful day. We've decided to uh, to do a couple of do some podcasting out here because everybody else has seen the uh, the background of the apartment. So uh, the only tough thing is is that the Gata is uh, is inside today. We don't need her roaming around here, creating trouble. And uh, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the uh, the Brewers, and I'm going to do the podcast on the Brewers because they really deserve it. Um, they have just become they're going to be a, they're going to be a powerhouse this year from what I can see if they keep doing what they're doing. And um, you know they're seven and two right now. And the thing is, is that the seven wins are dominating wins. They're not slop. They're not winning games in the last inning. They're not. They're going out and just dominating their opponent. I mean, heck, they got, they got Monday. They had a shutout. Tuesday they had a shutout. Yesterday they gave up one run. And uh, I believe it was Friday. It was Friday they won. Yeah, yeah, they won Friday on a shutout too. They shutout St. Louis, far enough. So what's going on is Brandon Woodruff is the aid. Brandon Woodruff's taking over? His, from what I can see, the first couple of uh, games, you know, he's pitching just like he did last year. And uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing the way he can put it, he can put it himself. To, he can put it. To, he throws strikes. And that's the number one thing that I've seen about him. You know, like, he doesn't throw strikes where they can hit it. He throws strikes where they can't hit it. And that's what makes him so effective. So, this will be a, uh, this will be the year that I think we're just going to have a coming on party. I don't know what his is going to be, I'm not even going to predict it because it's so hard for these guys to, uh... To get deep go deep into games to get the victory. You know, if they can get six innings, they get to seven innings. That's a lot of pitching for So, and yesterday, so what happened? Uh I know I did a podcast about the opening day, about the dismantling of the Mets and um, the shutouts that they threw. You know, I, what it comes down to is that. I think, I think some of these guys they picked up too Wade Miley's going to have a really good year he seems to be back with uh, seems to be back in an environment that he likes or something because it seems like he's a different pitcher when he gets to Milwaukee he's pitching tonight he's starting tonight against Arizona and Arizona is a uh Arizona he pitched in, he pitched with Arizona back in I don't know 2015 2016 he was the original property of Arizona. So, anyways, what happened was Tuesday night they came back out. They shut the mess out again. Made um, some serious lumber on their on the mess. I believe they won nine to nothing. You know, ten to nothing opening day, and they won nine to nothing on uh, Tuesday night. And they. My threw a shutout opening. Yeah, my only threw a shutout the second game because Freddy Peralta, Freddie Peralta shut him out on. Uh, he shut him out Monday, home opener. You know, and Freddy, Freddy's a beast. He's pitching so well. He has so much talent. the only number 51. He's, he's yeah. I watched him yesterday. And I'm like, oh my God, this kid's just totally growing up. Cause he's a lot thicker. and He's coming into his body a lot more. He's just to be a real big. He used to be a real tiny twig, you know. He's like six foot three and 140 pounds or whatever he was, but now he's up about 210 at least. But they call him Fastball Freddy but he's he's adopted. A, he had excellent curveball and uh, and you know and a changeup too to go with it. You know he's got all the pitches and he's got. I think he throws a slider also, but. He's got it. He's got what you need. He's 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 uh he's growing. And his pitches are becoming into the own too, and he's starting to be able to you know and, and be able to refine them. It's, and uh, his his technique is outstanding man. the way he's throwing it. Because when he first came up, he was kind of kind of all over the place. You know, certain games that he get a lot of strikeouts, but then he would, uh... Quite a few times, he got knocked around pretty good, too, because he couldn't locate it. But his location is, is really strong for the last two games, and last year, he had a good year, too. Um, so he pitched in the 9 to nothing. He pitched opening day, and then Malik came back, and I think he threw five innings, and then they brought the rest of the bullpen in, like, Straczynski, and, uh... Uh, a couple other guys, too, I'm thinking of, uh, in particular, I'm thinking of Javi Guerra. And, uh, you got a class, they got a rule five pick from the Mets. and not from the Dodgers. Gus Farland is the guy's name, and, uh, I don't know, you look at his stats, you're like, what in the world? Why the hell did they pick him up? God, I think he had an ERA of about six or something like that. You know, so that's why they look more protective. But, you know, he's got the type of stuff where if they just take away a pitch, it's going to make him all that much more stronger. And he's going to be relieving. And uh, he's getting a lot of work on the bullpen. So, you know, they didn't really sign a whole lot of, a lot of good bullpen guys. With guy. I don't know. So what I see too is what I see is a lot of uh, I see a lot of they've been using these guys a lot these these Varlin uh, and uh, Guerra and and you know and it's working out really well for them so but it's a weekend it's a small sample size you know but what it does it just sells a lot of hope and you know I thought they'd have problems with the mess then they come to St Louis. And uh, in know, third game they won. Uh, third game they won. The second game they hit three home runs in a row, and that's one of the lead-ins I have on the uh, for the podcast. Then they come back the next day, and uh, the Mets come back to tie it was six to six, and that was the day game. Then they have, uh, Joey Weimer pop a home run, and, uh, I don't know, I can't remember, I don't think he popped a home run, but anyways, he had a couple of hits. Garrett Mitchell came in and he, uh, he blasted a ball for the game-winning home run, and you know, it's a, it goes on and on with him. I'm thinking that he's already adjusted to what they're adjusting, what the pictures have adjusted to it from last year because he's finished so strong last year and now he's on fire. I know one particular person that wasn't happy on Saturday when they got beat because uh, council took out the good player. Also took out the guys that were hot, and then they lost. They only scored—I uh, don't think—they they got shut out six to nothing that day. But I'm going to go back, and I'm going to go back to what Wednesday happened. You know, and, and that was the thing with Mitchell. He's just—he's the guy that's going to come through in the clutch. He's got a backbone. He's got the speed. He's got the hitting. Well, I'm saying backbone. He has poise. He's not going to let a situation get to him. You see that a lot in today's games, you know, and especially get towards the playoff time, or if you get into the playoffs, or even the World Series, which hopefully they get there. These guys, some of these guys, just wilt under pressure. You know, and that's the thing. And that's the thing I've seen that happens, and you know. Like, it seems to be always with the brewers, and I don't know why. But I really like the structure council has. Sometimes he kicks me off with a uh, with his moves that he makes and then they get then if they go wrong and I just get, <laughs> you know I, I don't I don't know why. I just I like council and I think he does the right thing. Some you know managers can't always be right either. And um when I have a tendency to look at the whole situation. And, uh, I I dived too too close into it, so, looking at the situation, saying he's never should have thrown that pitch, but anyways, what the hell do I know, besides the fact that I, uh, oh, that's right, I do a podcast now, so that that gives me the reason to complain. (laughs) No, I, you know, I, I love sports, and, you know, and, Sometimes I come down on, like, the Packers, the badge. I'll say some things underneath my breath and hope I don't shout too loud. But, uh, <laughs> but after Wednesday, they went to, they had an off day on Thursday. And on Friday night, Friday night, doing 40 nothing behind Brandon Woodruff again. His change is exceptional. Absolutely exceptional. He's, he's changing off in of 91. High 90 mile per hour fast he's laid about 95, 96. May have thrown the world's worst, filthiest change up. And you know, I had a change up on my coffee there, sorry. But the, uh, the change ups that I think is Chris Hook is teaching these guys is awesome. You know, you look at Devin Williams, he's a closer because of that change up. You look at Brandon Woodruff, he's going to win a lot of games because of that change-up. Freddy's got a change-up, that's awesome. Um, you know, and I think that's what they're teaching Gus Barlow and these guys that they picked up. You know, Javier. Guerra. Um, I bet they're teaching him with that change-up. You know, and I think it's the circle change is what, he's, what they're throwing. You know, what you do is you take this and you go like that. I believe it's like that and throw it like the the hole is on the side of the ball and then you, you use your three fingers for this and when you screw it you throw it as hard as you can but it doesn't come off as hard so you're using the same arm action and it just throws the batter off totally you know you're looking at a big league batter and you're looking at a change coming in, in it's slower than it's supposed to be and they're swinging through it it looks like uh I don't know if you've seen those crazy commercial cartoons that I used to watch when I was a kid and stuff like that. You know, they'd go off with a big club and uh, they swing and they go, it goes totally around in a circle and they go boom, right down. And, uh, you know, it seems like they don't do that in the majors, but they are just it seems to be getting so more effective with their pitching and I, I, I give high praise to uh, Chris Hook you know, in, in council but uh I can see them doing that with their hitting, too. You know I like, You know Bryce Turing is getting it done too. He uh he unloaded for that grand slam on Monday and uh Gave them necessary necessary uh necessary uh necessary gap. And uh, you know, it was a key, key home run, you know, it's insurance, but the reality was too is they didn't need it. <laughs> and uh Freddie took care of that. But uh well that's what I see going on, you know, and Devin Williams. I can't say enough about Devin Williams. You know, and, and you know, and that hair trade was very controversial, and I was, I was for at first, and I was kind of, after it, I was kind of wondering, and I see, uh, let's see, I, Dillinson, uh, LeMay is coming out of the bullpen right now for the Rockies. He came on yesterday, and, uh, Bruce Sutter was pitching the other day, too. You know, and, and Sutter is, uh, Sooners, one of those guys that I thought that they would never trade away and never get rid of because he's kind of like the, the team mascot. You know, he he does good work, but he's he's the entertaining type, and uh, the fans would love him. You know, and it's like they always put fans in the seats, and you know that's what surprised me that they uh, they they got rid of him. They let him go. So. You know, they're coming into a, a part of their schedule right now where this it's gonna be competitive. You know, you got you got Arizona, I think for three games, then you go to the uh, you go to the Padres for maybe even having off day in three games. They go into a Petco Park. And uh, you know, they always have pretty good they always do pretty decent in Arizona. But uh, Petco Park is a little bit tougher and it. it's really kind of uh there's gonna be some good pitching matchups, and, you know, today, uh, today it's Zach Gallen, their race against, uh, Wade Miley, and I believe the Brewer offense is doing a very good job, and I believe those kids are going to be, uh, the kiddie core is going to be, it's going to have a good series, they going to have a good, uh, good road trip, um, but the series after San Diego is going to be, uh, it's going, be, it's going to be incredibly tough. They're going back to Seattle for the first time since 2016. And playing, uh, I believe it's three games over the weekend. Um, but... You know, San Diego's got that roster that's just been bought and paid for. And, you know, they're, they're loaded. Absolutely loaded. Absolutely loaded. You uh, know, and they got Nelson Cruz. They've got Manny Machado, Jake Conaworth um, The thing is that their catching is suspect, but I know they got the pitching is just phenomenal too. And uh, like I was saying, you know, they got they got excellent pitching. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's one of the things I've seen too is that. You know, the loaded rosters like what Seattle has, um, we've got a fan, that's for sure. He's a big <laughs> fan of the podcast because he really likes baseball, I guess. But, uh, you know, that's, that uh, that series against Seattle is going to tell us a lot about the Brewers, but the men and the crew. So, we've got a chance to uh, see some good games. And, uh, you know, if nobody else has told you anything thing about me today, I do. And I say that with the power of love. Thanks for listening.